Welcome to Write Into Your High Calling with author and professor Sherry McGriff. Write Into Your High Calling is dedicated to inspiring you, equipping you, and challenging you to steward the call of writing that God has on your life. So if you're up for it, let's get started. Welcome back to Right Into Your High Calling. So I'm trying something new today. I'm recording this on Zoom for video, and then I'm going to share it to Right Into Your High Calling's uh, social media pages like Facebook and Instagram. We'll see how that goes. Um, and a little announcement. Next week, I am inter- interviewing Katrina Crane. So she's an author mother, um, speaker, soon to be, (laughs) and um, the wife of Rex Crane um, out of San Diego, who's a speaker and author as well, um, and all the good things. So um, look for that next week. That's going to be amazing. I'm also going to record it and so you can watch it as well. I used to do author videos and interviews, but I haven't done um, any on video in a few years. So why? I don't really know. I think I just was working too much. So if you're listening to this on audio, you can switch over to video and um, on my social media place, uh, pages, especially Facebook. I, I will also upload it to Rumble and you can watch it there because, you know, we like free speech platforms over here. Okay, so today, let me just get into the content. Hopefully this will be shorter than your normal ones, but we'll see you know, how that goes. Um, what I wanted to do today was talk about planning for your next year. So we really have to be intentional about writing our next book, our first book, our next book, Um, writing in general. If you write nonfiction books, maybe you blog, maybe you write articles um, for magazines or journals, or maybe you want to start your own publishing company or, you know, just depending on what you like to write, what God has specifically called you to write is something you just need to do, right? You just need to do it. But how do you do it? Like, let's say this, let's think about this year. Did you write what you wanted to write? Did you feel it was accomplished? Do you feel that you accomplished it? I personally don't. Um, I did not go into the year with a plan on the book that I'm writing right now um, because I had other things that were going on. I went through a six-month mentorship and then the summer hit and then I had guests basically in town for most of the summer. Um, Yeah, so most of the summer I, I saw people a lot, which is pretty uncommon for me. Um, so it's just part of what happened and it was great. It was great, but, um, it's, it was very unusual summer for me. And, and my plan was to write during the summer. And so that didn't happen because I, again, I had guests that I wasn't expecting. I did expect my daughter and her babies, but I didn't expect others, but it, but it was a good summer. It was fun. 
right? And then um, the fall came and I went right back into working, even though I uh, did quit my full-time teaching job. I still teach online for two colleges, but then I was also um, coaching, book coaching, um, which by the way, my first certification just came through. I am officially a certified fiction book coach through Author Accelerator. So yay. Um, and again, my plan was, but see, I didn't do what I'm talking about right now. My plan was to have that finished in the, the spring. That didn't happen. And then the summer, and then again, I had guests. So what I realized is that I allow, and this is just truthful, I allow other people to dictate my um, schedule sometimes. Now, if you're a mother and you have small children at home or you have a spouse who does that too, I mean, they can, um, then you, you understand what I'm talking about. Like you had all these great intentions, but you didn't actually plan for the distractions or plan, you know, I mean, sometimes we have to just be flexible, right? That's, that's true. We just have to be flexible, but we have to make our intentions, take our intentions and make them into action. We have to actually do it. So I have been planning my next year. And one of the first things you want to do, and I want to do is plan your year at a glance. So what you need to do uh, when you watch this or you listen to it later is go print off a calendar. Now, um, printable calendars, you can find them online pretty easily. And then just start putting in there like the different things you need a month that you're going to have in a month. So I found this one, um, and this is not, not an affiliate um, link. I don't have affiliate links or anything. But this will also help. But I want to definitely tell you that I found this a couple months ago and then I went and had it printed. But so first off, it is the oh, might be backwards for you. Let's see the a platform and productivity planner for writers is believe, plan and act. Now, this is not a daily planner. This is basically for your business, because what we don't realize when we go into writing is that. It is a business. It's creative, but to sell books, it's also a business, business, especially if you want people to know about your book. And especially if you don't want to work another type of job or as full time, maybe, or, or maybe you do. Um, but anyway, so this is yourwriterplatform.com by Kimberly Grabis. I want to share my screen just to show you where this is. And again, this is not an affiliate link or anything. Let's see here. Do this again, oops. Um, here we go. Let me make sure it's still sharing. Okay, good, just have to make sure. Okay, now this is not the screen I want to show you, but we are going to look at the ideal week. And this ideal week PDF can be printed out from daydesigner.com, and I will show you that as well. Okay, so here is 
this fantastic planner that I found from yourwriterplatform.com. I will spell it for you if you're listening on audio. It is Y-O-U-R-W-R-I-T-E-R-P-L-A-T-F-O-R-M.com. So yourwriterplatform.com. And she has a lot of things on here. And so I have this planner right here, Believe, Plan, Act, a platform plus productivity planner for writers. And she has different versions. So basically what you do is you buy the PDF and then you can print them at home or you can go and have them printed at like Office Max or Staples or Office Depot or, or whatever printing company you have. Or if you like um, color printer, you know, you can have them printed in color or or black and white. What I did is I found a place online, which I don't remember. I think it was printme.com. And I had the first page printed with the glossy um, acetate, I think we call it. And then as a spiral. And because I find that, you know, I am a writer, that I have to write things down. Um, something online um, is just not paper and pen is just best for me. And that's how I work. And that's, you know, one of the other things you need to know about yourself, if you're going to write, especially if you're new, um, how are you going to do it? How do you work best? So that's one of the other things you, you need to figure out as we go through and plan. But anyway, so, and then i I also saw this. So this is actually free, this author business plan. You can, say you want that and you can print that off for free. And it, it's, there's a PDF and a little course. But anyway, she's fantastic. I need to have her on. That would be so great if I did that. Okay, but I'll just show this real quick. So here we have year at a glance. So the first thing you need to do to plan your year is you need to write down all the things that are important to you that um, you will be doing, okay? I'm going to share my screen again. Hopefully it is sharing. Okay, so here I have January, 2022, and I have my uh, January up. I've started filling this in online, but I also have paper here. So, you know, my daughter, my twins birthday, you know, I also have a new semester starting, so I don't have that written down, which also means um, I have to, create the classes, the syllabi, uh, the syllabuses. I have to, um, you know, respond, I mean, you know, all the things, all the things with teaching. Um, so that's kind of important. So I have to find out the dates for those because it's two different colleges and put those on here because those days will are pretty much, those first weeks are definitely dedicated to checking in, checking in, checking in, um, responding to questions. Okay, and then I have some other classes. So I have like hub groups, which are home groups. I have those scheduled. I have um, a class that I take. I have um, certain Zooms for that. Then I have a class here that's three days every month. And then there's holidays. Do you see what I'm saying? So, and then of course there's New Year's Day, depending on what you do on New Year's Eve, you know, et cetera. Okay, and then over here, all these things. So what we need to do is every month, and for me, it's easier if I go and write it down, like on the, your platform, uh, yourwriterplatform.com, year in a glance, or I just print out um, um, a printable calendar, which I actually, in my comp two class, which is a research class, 
I do teach some of this. And so what I have them do when they're going to do a research project is I have, I print out if they're face-to-face -face class or if we're mostly online, um, we have a, I give it to them and I tell them put in everything. So what are some of the things you need to put in? And like, if you're going month by month, put in your work hours, all right? So what are your work hours? Put those in every day that needs to be in there. When you're planning, because you're planning, because uh, you'll understand in a minute. So what, what are your work hours? Now, um, a lot of younger uh, students, especially they have part-time jobs, they're in college, so they need to put in, they would put in their classes. So you put in your classes, put in your specific work hours, okay. And then put in your holidays, put in other commitments that you have. So let's say you're a stay-at-home mom, you'll have the hours that you are unavailable when you are taking care of your children, right? Can you write a book and take care of children and have children at home? You absolutely can, but you have to plan for it. Just like if you went to college while you had kids at home, you can absolutely do that. And I have done that, but you have to plan. Can you write a novel while you have kids living at home? You absolutely can. I have done that, but you have to plan for it, right? So anything we're doing, anything God is telling you to do, you have to plan for what you're going to do. So why do you need to do that? Well, one, if you don't plan for it, it's probably not going to happen. And two, if you plan for it, you know what to say no to. If you plan for it each week, what you're going to do, then you know what to say no to, what you cannot do. And so, um, for instance, I have these hub groups. And for me to finish the novel I'm working on and to finish um, a nonfiction book, I probably can't go to these every week. They're actually every week. I don't know why it's not on that one. I, I probably can't go to those anymore, more than maybe once a month, right? And then I have some other things I need to do on Friday. And then there's Saturday, you know, family things, Sunday church, um, I'm not going to ride on Sunday unless I'm sitting outside in the sun and I'm inspired. I'm just not going to. Uh, okay, so we want to plan. Now, we have lived in a crazy couple of years, which, is, you know, the enemy has really whew, thrown things at us, especially the church. And then there's been tragedies and there's been loss and there's been there's been a lot of good things too, but there's been some bad things and the challenges are not over. So we do have to go into the year knowing that we, we have this plan, but, but we want to create this plan with the Holy Spirit. Okay. We want to create it with the Holy Spirit. So we create this plan and it's a plan. It's not written in stone, but it's a plan that we have with the Holy Spirit for what he is calling us to do in the next year. So if you don't know what that is, spend some time as you're alone um, this month before you, before you are around a lot of people before the holidays, um, you know, try to spend a couple hours at least if you can get away and just pray and worship and asking him what he wants you to do in the coming year. So get kind of get more concrete on that. And if you have like an, an, a, such a desire, a burning desire in you to do something or to write a specific book, uh, that's probably from the Lord. So then you have to be, you have to ask him, how, how can I do this? Where can I carve out the time? Okay.
which brings me to another point. So, you know, you fill in this monthly thing and write down your hours, block those off, you know, write down anything else you have. Okay, so do that for the whole year if you can. Okay, another thing you might wanna do, and uh, Shanda Sumter, who is a business, a businesswoman, um, who's just really great. She has this thing called the Daily product Productivity Worksheet. And I don't know if you can find this online or not. Um, I would go to hardcorebusiness.com. So I will show you this here, bottom hardcorebusiness.com. And she has an hourly produ productivity tracker. But if you can't find that, just, you know, track, you know, we're probably in the last week of a normal week for, you know, December. Track what you do with your time. If you track what you do with your time, you'll find that you have a lot of time wasters. So if you have a book you want to write and you are working another job or you just, you're raising children, you know, all the things. Track what you do with your time and you will find the time that you can be writing instead of being on Instagram, on Facebook, watching TV, you know, et cetera, or just talking on the phone um, or texting, you know, on WhatsApp or, you know, being part of different groups. So track your time and you will definitely find the time. Okay, so let's say we did the monthly. Okay, now we want to go to the ideal week. What is your ideal week starting in January look like? Now I would do this in pencil because it's going to move around. So let me find this one here. Um, let's see, where did it go? Ah, oh, here we go, ideal week. Now this is from day, day timer, whoops, here we go. Um, day, sorry, daydesigner.com. So D-A-Y-D-E-S-I-G-N-E-R.com, daydesigner.com. Okay. And you can download this. You might want to download many. Now I already did. So let me just access it here. Okay, good. All right, so ideal week. So what does your ideal week look like? Again, do this in pencil. Um, what time do you get up? Okay. Now I am not a morning person. And so mornings are always challenging for me. So I don't even wanna tell you what time. I my body does best if I get up at 8 a.m. <laughs> Between seven and eight. Um, now, when I was working time, um, that was a little different, right? So I have a different schedule now, but that also means that I'm not driving back and forth, which means I can work later in the day where my, productive, my productivity is also high. My productivity is not high in the morning. So this is another reason why you need to know how you work best. My productivity is higher in the afternoon, late afternoon and evening, okay? Um, writing in the evening, no, not so much, but in the uh, late morning, early afternoon, it is really best. So sometime, somewhere after 10. I can't remember what time Hemingway used to write. Um, it, uh, I do not remember. Um, it's in his movable 
things book. I have it over here somewhere. Oh, a movable feast. I love him so much. Um, unfortunately, the enemy took him out um, early, but there was a lot of wisdom otherwise. Okay, so we want to look at the ideal thing. What time do you get up? What time do you eat breakfast? Do you have to take care of your children? Do you have to take care of your dogs? I have to take care of my dogs. Okay, uh, feed them. So it's not just, you know, me. Okay, then what else? Okay, what about praying, spending time with the Lord, worshiping? When do you do that? Now, if you don't do that, and you think that the Lord is going to be a part of your book coming up, you're wrong. We are in a new decade. We are in a new age. We are in a new age. Like the time, the era we are in has changed. It has completely changed. 2020, we entered a new age and a new decade. Um, a different decade. Hank Kuhneman calls it a decade of difference. Um, I think Chuck Pierce called it, well, it's a decade of the pay, I believe, which is the mouth in Hebrew and things. I could be wrong. Don't send me emails. Okay. So what time do you get up? Eat breakfast. What about working out? Where do you do that in here? Okay. What about, okay, studying, praying, spending time with the Lord? When do you do that? Now, when I was driving back and forth an hour each way for five days a week, my time with the Lord was on those drives. Now, when I read the word was other times, but it wasn't as much as I do it now because I was always on the go. I, I know that's terrible, but it's true. Um, I also like listen to things more. I absorb more when I listen also. So I like to listen to the Bible on um, audio and I do it specifically on the Scribd app. I really like that, you know, but you know, so when do you do these things? Now, if you're like me and it is hard for you to sit and like read for hours, um, hours at a time, like a whole, you know, the whole chapter or books of the Bible, then I would recommend you do it on audio. That way, when you're spending time with the Lord, you can be doing the studying, the studying, reading little bits and talking to him about them and journaling and writing those things down. Okay, but that's just a side note. So when do you do these things? When do you want to do these things? If you're not already doing them, when do you want to? When do you want to? I mean, I think that's kind of important. When do you want to? Let me take this down. Okay, um, another tip. Okay, so then when do you want to write? What's your ideal week look like? When do you want to write? So after you put in your, you know, with the monthly, your work hours, the different hours, you're absolutely unavailable. then you can take that from your monthly and put it in your ideal week. You know, um, if you're picking up your children, you might be taking them to school, you know, at this time and breakfast at this time. And then you might be picking them up somewhere around here. And then you have snacks and homework and, and all the things and cooking dinner and all those things. So, you know, put those in your ideal week. So, you know what you're actually doing. Okay. And then you can find, you know, if you're teaching different, whatever you're doing, you're working, uh, put those ideas. What if you have lunch? So, you know, what if you say, I still have a job, a, a full-time job and 
all I have really is the fringes of my life to write on. That's perfectly fine. So did I. Um, so you might think about your lunch hour. You might think about on your way home from work, stopping somewhere and writing. Um, believe it or not, I, I wrote a lot of my novel in my minivan. I would go park at the Coles Shopping Center. I had one particular place I really liked to write besides in my backyard and besides in a certain chair in my house. I would go park in a parking lot and um, a specific um, parking space that had trees and I'm in Florida, so it can be very hot. Um, and so I was in my car where I could have power. If it was hot outside, I could also have the window down. I was kind of safe from all the bugs because we have large bugs here. Um, and it was shady. And, you know, if I had lunch, I could bring it with me, et cetera. So sometimes I would do this on the weekend, especially when I was getting down to the wire and I needed to do that, or it was the only time I had that week. Um, you know, but I rode in my van a lot. So you have to think about when can you do this? Or what if you do carpool or you pick your kids up from school and all you really have is in the car while you're waiting in the car line, which we know if you've ever had kids in school and you pick them up, your car line could be a half an hour that you're waiting there. Bring your work with you. Okay. Maybe you say, I really only have the weekends and maybe I only have Saturday or Sunday. That's perfectly fine. If you can be productive during those days, you wanna schedule those. Okay, so you wanna schedule you know, when you can write. Be honest, you know, be honest with yourself. But again, if you have done the monthly and you've written everything down and you've tracked your time, you'll know where you have actual time that you could do it. Also, if you have a family or a spouse at home, bring them into the process. They will be ecstatic to share in your success. I know my kids were very excited about that. Uh, so bring them into the process, share with them what you're doing, and they will help you. Um, I mean, in the for the most part, they will help you. They will help you like, oh, I got to be quiet during this time, or mommy's going to go off for an hour, an hour or two and write. And, you know, so let's say you go off. And you're like, I, I'm just sitting there. Well, guess what? Some parts of the process of writing are really sitting and thinking. But if you go, if you have a specific time that you go off and you just think about your book or your song or your screenplay or your blogs or your articles, whatever you're doing, you know, get into the habit. This is the time I meet with the Lord and I write. And believe me, he is right there with you if you invite him into the process. It will be a lot of fun. And it's, it's going to be fun. I Yeah. I remember when I was praying about writing. And now to some of you, this might sound crazy, but it's really not because we live in two realms. We live in the natural and we live in the spirit because we are spirit. The body is just a frame for the spirit. And you know, it's constantly active. So we live in the spirit and the natural and the spirit world should be a little, it should be more real to us than the natural because we will go to be with the Lord forever as long as we've asked Jesus to be the Lord of our life and forgive our sins, right? Okay, so anyway, I, um, I was praying about it and I saw like Jesus put his hand, you know, follow me. 
you know, I had my eyes closed and I did. And then my, my dog started being, you know, whining. And I was like, oh my gosh, of course. So I went and put my dog in to bed probably in his, um, probably in the laundry room or something. And then closed my eyes again. I saw it again. So then like, Jesus, it's like, follow me. And so just, I don't know how long it's been a few years since I saw it, but so we went to this field and I saw now my eyes are closed, right? So we give the screen of our imagination to the Lord and we're not filling our mind, our eyes and our ears with garbage, horror, ungodly things, the news, you know, um, reading or watching or listening to ungodly things. Then our imagination, he can show us more things. We'll be able to hear and see more anyway. So I saw this desk out in this field and I believe it was a sunflower field because that's my favorite flower and my computer, my laptop. And, um, it was for me to write. And so I started writing and then, and what I saw was him standing like right here and not just like standing over me like this, but like engaged in what I was writing and kind of like pointing things out. And it seemed like he was like excited about what I was writing. Now this is before my novel was complete. Okay, so it's been a while. And so I've never forgotten that. And even today when I was praying and just talking to the Lord, this was remind, I was reminded of this. And then even yesterday I was uh, fixing my total gym. I have a total gym. It's very old. And I do, I use it outside and the wheels, uh, uh, two of them were broken because again, it's outside and it's old. And so I had, I was trying to fix it yesterday because I had bought new wheels um, a couple of years ago when I replaced another one and I was fixing them. And I saw like, it was just a flash, but I saw myself in this field and I was fixing it and Jesus was right there. So I was in two places at once, which sounds crazy. But if you're a supernatural or a speculative fiction or fantasy writer, you're like, this is how we live, you know? Um, but I saw it and I saw myself, well, I just, I was in it. I saw myself in this field and it was like, Jesus was just showing me that we are in two realms at once at the same time. And what we see in the natural is it's less real than actually what's happening in the spirit. We can be two places. You know, this is not really where we inhabit. If we get to a point where we realize Jesus is with us and he has called us to write these books, he's called us, he's given us a purpose in this world. You know, he created us. We were his idea. We have the father's idea. And he, everything we're involved in, he wants to be involved in it. The Holy Spirit wants to partner with you in it. The Holy Spirit can teach you how to do anything. Um, and he can teach me how to teach you how to do things, you know, it's, you know, how it works. Okay. Oh dear, my computer is, wants to die. So I'm gonna, going to have to plug it in. And it was fully charged. <laughs> okay. Let me pause this and I will plug it in real quick. Be right back.
Oh, I think I was still recording. <laughs> I'll figure it out. Okay, so write down that ideal week. Now, another thing you need to note, your ideal week, just because you have four, five, six, some PM, doesn't mean those can't be writing times. It really does depend on when you're productive and when you're not. Okay, um, and then when do you go to bed? When do you go to bed? When, when do you need to go to bed? One for work, but one so you feel energetic. Now you could stay up writing all night and sometimes you might actually do that, but you'll need to be aware of the fact that you're probably not gonna feel well the next day. So doing that, is that okay with you? If that will make you unproductive the next day and you can't do your work and you can't write, then you need to you know, not do that. Okay, so let's talk about what's next. Okay, so let's talk about, so you have your ideal week and you have these writing. Now let's talk about how do you do this? Let me stop sharing. So I crunched a few numbers for you. All right, so let's say you want to write a novel, okay? A novel is about 300 pages. And so it's about 300 pages. Now you might wanna write this down. One page in a novel, well, one page double spaced in Word is about 250 words. Okay, so novels are typically 300 pages. Memoirs typically 300 pages. So just one plan. Okay, one page is about 250 words. Okay, now let's say you wanted to be, you wanted to get your book written in six months. Okay, six months. And you have a lot of time to write. You have a lot of time to write. Okay. So if you wrote your book in six months, that would be, you would need to write 50 pages a month. And that comes down to 2.5 pages a day. So 2.5 pages a day. So that's going to be, well, two pages will be about 500. So there you go. So 2.5 pages a day. So you have to think, well, how long is that? So then you would write until you've got these done. Some people, they have a workout, 500 words a day, and that is what they do. So 500 words a day will be two pages. So they write two pages. A, a lot of authors do that, and some will write it that way. Okay. Now let's say you're like, oh, there is no way I can write two and a half pages a day or two pages a day. There's no way maybe a page if I'm lucky. So then, so then let's double it. So let's say you want to write your novel or your memoir in the next 12 months from January to next December. And you have a busy schedule. So you're like, this is all I have. And you'll figure out the time that you have to write, you know, once you've done the, the calendar and the ideal week. Okay, so let's say you want to do in 12, 12 months, a 300 page novel. That's 25 pages a month, which is roughly a page and a quarter. So basically a page and a little bit more would be what you're writing. Now, uh, when I say this a day, so this is, this is prefaced on 20 days a month, only writing 20 days a month, like Monday through Friday. Okay. So if you're only writing 20 days a month, that's a little over a page a day. 
and you'll have the novel completed in the next year. Okay. Um, I left when uh, Saturday and Sunday off. Now, suppose you are somebody like, oh, I only have the weekends to write and I only have a couple hours. So then you would figure out that, you know, do I want to write one page? Do I want to write two pages? What do I want to do? Okay. So let's say you really, you're time crunched and you need to crank it out. So you're like, nope, I'm setting aside three months to write my book. And that's all I have because then I will, let's say you want to do more than one book a year. This is something, and you doing that full time, you could totally do this. So three months, a hundred pages um, a month, and that's five pages a day. Again, 20 days. You're having two days off. I'm giving you two days off. I'm so nice. I'm giving you two days off. Okay. In three months, you could have a, a 300 page novel written in three months by doing five pages a day. Now, how long would that take me? I can tell you from writing a lot of essays, <laughs> one page could, would take me an hour because I'm thinking and I'm planning. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm really intense about it. For me, that's not a quick, that's not a quick thing for me. Other people write really fast. So you, um, and you'll figure that if you've never done this before, then you'll figure out your process. It usually takes longer the first time you write a book. And so this goes along with memoir. Okay, now a nonfiction book, depending on the type it is, could be 100 pages to about 250. Most nonfiction books don't, they don't go up to 250. I was looking at the ones I have. Um, and I'm not talking about books that like are full of research. Um, you know, a how-to book could be a lot less. A devotional would be a lot less. Um, so it kind of depends. So let's say you were writing a devotional. A devotional might be about 100 pages. It could be less. But again, if you schedule your month, figure out your ideal week, figure out what distractions you have in your life, time wasters, then you'll be able to plan when you work so you'll know what to say yes to, what to say no to. And plan for a couple of days off. Plan everything. You know, on my um, ideal week, I have... You know, typically when I get up, I take care of the dogs when I'm supposed to walk, um, you know, eating breakfast, praying, reading. I have when I go to church, I have special meetings I go to when I could possibly be writing because I'm starting a new schedule in January. You know, when I do other things, when I coach, when I answer emails and emails, you know, you can get lost in, um, in emails. You know, you can get lost scrolling through Instagram, scrolling through Facebook, on TikTok, you know, on YouTube. You know, you can do a lot of time wasting in those areas. So when I should answer emails, when I um, read um, clients' work, when I am doing feedback, when I'm doing meetings, when I am grading and talking to students. So I have different emails. So I, you know, I, I really have to plan when I do certain things. And then if I have extra time, then I can work on some other things, but I have, you know, if you're going to be an author and it is a business, you have to figure out how to write emails. You have to figure out how to, you know, you have to work on your craft. And once you do have books out, you need to learn marketing. So there's always a lot of things that you can learn, but 
you just have to plan for it. So that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to plan for more of this. I also planned like, when do I typically cook and eat like dinner? Um, and then, you know, the different meetings that I have at night. And again, I need to eliminate some of those because I find that I prefer, I'm more productive as I go through the day. And when I have to leave my house, because I'm working from home to go to different meetings, that exhausts me. And I'm also not getting anything done that I feel I should be getting done. And that means that I feel from the Lord I should be doing or could be doing. Although once in a while, seeing everyone is fun. It's, it's totally fun. So we have to plan in the fun. And that's the other thing. You have to plan in your fun. So I love that. And I love seeing people, but then I also have, you know, lots of different things. So we have to plan that all in. And once you do that, you can. Okay. So I should have started this with the scripture, but this is the scripture that the Holy Spirit gave me and it's Habakkuk 2, 2. Let me see if I can just pull it up on the screen for you. Let's see here. Uh, let's see if I can. Hold on one second. It's actually two, one, and two. Normally, I got a delay in my typing. You know, I find that I always have this trouble with my Apple computers, but I don't think I should have this problem. And people get annoyed when there's this delay, but there's different versions. So let's just look at the NIV for right now. Okay, so bear this in mind. So Habakkuk 2, 1 and 2. Normally, the, um, the verse that I have, the verse I have for right, Dear High Calling is write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it or that he may run. Okay, but I have my NIV here and Habakkuk 2, 1 is also really important for what God is calling us to do this coming year. I will stand at my watch and station myself on the ramparts. I will look to see what he will say to me and what answer I am to give to this complaint. Then the Lord replied, write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a herald may run with it. And let's go ahead and read three. For the revelation awaits an appointed time. It speaks of the end and will not prove false. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and will not delay. So what I feel God is saying, I actually marked that down to three. So it's actually Habakkuk 2, one through three. The revelation of this book that you are supposed to write has an appointed time that it is to come out as an appointed time for you to write it. And it has an appointed time that it needs to come out to get to the people. 
Okay. Now the next one says it speaks of the end and will not prove false. Now you might say my book has nothing to do with the end of time or the end of anything, but then again, but does it really, does it not? Are you sure? Okay. Again, we just went to a new era, a new time. God has called us into a new time. Everything that we write going forward speaks to the end of time. Now, how far are we? And I don't want to get into rapture, pre-trib, post-trib, you know, et cetera, in the trib now, which we're not, by the way. But so don't send me nasty emails because I literally won't read them. <laughs> but everything going forward relates to the end. Everything, because we are in a new era. We are in the last days. Are we in the last of the last days? I don't think so, but I don't really know. But what we are in is we are in a time of harvest, harvest. And that means seed time and harvest. So what people have planted, they're going to get a harvest. So if you had good planting, you're going to have a good harvest. If you had bad planting, evil people who planted bad, guess what? They're going to be harvested. And a lot of them are probably going to pass away. And a lot of good people have passed away too. So I'm not saying that, but literally we are at the end. We are in the end times. Okay. We are, we just are. So going forward, it's really important that you do what God has called you to do and you carve out the time to write. And again, the times are kind of crazy and whew, you know, so we might have to be a little flexible and there's going to be a lot of things that will be exposed and people that you trusted and I trusted um, are going to be exposed. And you might think, well, I don't, there's not many I trust anymore. Well, me either, uh, you know, uh, uh, maybe a lot of influential, influential people, but there's probably going to be a few in there that we did and we, we missed it. But anyway, your book has a it it has it is for an appointed time, and that time is now, which is the end of time, um, in the end in the end times, not the end of time. And so, whether it's for this generation or let's say we do have a generation that comes after us, let's say we do, then that book may be left for them as well. Uh, so we just don't know. But the time is now. So if you don't write it now, it's not going to get written. And it's, the time is now. So we, we've just got to do it. Um, and then what the Lord is saying. So the next part of, of it is, uh, though it linger, wait for it. Wait for the revelation. So let's say you don't know what to write. Or you do know what to write. You just don't know how to do it. You don't know how to partner with the Holy Spirit to write it. It says, though it linger, wait for it. So go, you know, figure out your writing times and then sit there. And if you write nothing, you, you showed up, right? You showed up and that's what's important. The home, the Holy Spirit will show up too. So you just keep going and it will, he will show up and help you, you know, inspiration will come. The words will come. The words will come. So wait for it it will certainly come and will not delay, you know, but you do have to know that part of the writing process is sitting and thinking, you know, 
another uh, quick note, part of the writing process is also research. So depending on where you are with your book idea, your writing idea, you do have to uh, put in time for research. You have to think about the research. Research, that may be part of it. Now, um, the last couple of years, I know, and I did say years, I did a lot of research. Not like all the time, you know, because I was, I was teaching a lot. And I mean, like six, seven days a week in person and online. So the, you know, anyway, online ended up on the weekends because I was driving so much exhausted, right? So it's a new time and I'm thankful that I'm getting to work from home now. But research, you can really get lost in research. So you have to plan for that. So depending on what type of book you're writing, you need to be reading in those genres, other genres too. Again, if you struggle with your eyes or uh, comprehension, or you have trouble sitting down and reading straight through because of all the, the onslaught of all the information coming at us, it actually has made it harder for us to sit and maybe read because there's so much coming at us all the time or be focused, maybe that's the correct word. Um, but for me, myself, I love to read, but um, as I've gotten older and I had you know, a lot of children, I didn't really have the time to just sit and read. I was always working, going to school, raising children and things and all the things. Um, so I find that if I can listen to audio, I might comprehend more. I might get to get, I go through a lot more books when I listen to audio. And also if I'm struggling to sit and read, I will maybe start audio and then, you know, with the book and then go on because I have the voice in my head. Now that's just one of my quirky things that, you know, I've learned to compensate. You know, I went to college a lot uh, only after I had children and then raised you know, five children. So I learned you know, my weaknesses, I just had a regular public school education, which was probably better than it was that it is today with the garbage they're teaching our kids. Um, not that all the teachers are bad. So I'm not saying that one of my, one of my daughters is a teacher. Um, but then there's, you know, Marxist teachers that have infiltrated the colleges and then their students went into the uh, public school system and so that's kind of how the Marxism, socialism all came into the schools is because first they became professors and then trained the teachers and on and on. So that's how that happened. Um, why did I say that? I don't know, but that is how that happened. So um, honestly, I don't remember why I said that. Sorry, I guess it's getting time to wrap this up. And I apologize for it going so long but you knew it would happen and you're still here. So let me pray for you. Father God, in the name of Jesus, I just pray for everyone listening and watching and in the sound of my voice that Lord, you would show them what they're to write. You would show them the distractions and time wasters in their own life, that you would give them a hunger and thirst for your word and for your presence. You would help them to be able to be still so and you would teach them how to wait on the lord so they could rise up and be renewed like eagles lord lord i pray that you would open their eyes to the schedule you want them to have that they haven't had 
and you would help them plan. A flexible uh, schedule for you, of course, and things that come up, but that you would help them plan what you want them to do for the next year. And you would give them that burning word, that message, that theme in their, um, their writing that you want them to write. And if they write articles, they, they write a lot more than one book. So show them the themes of their life and the other avenues and places they can write for and more articles that they can do. And if they want to do screenplays, Lord, I pray you'd open that up for them too, and that genre and those themes. And you would, you know, give them step-by-step step the process to writing a screenplay and, and writing novels and memoirs, and nonfiction books, Lord. Open up the process, help them to sit with you and hear what you have to say to them for the next year. And Lord, I just also ask Jesus that you would show each person listening and watching where you are when they're writing what you've called them to do. Show them where you are because I know you want to be a part of the process. And I just thank you for that because that vision you showed me was life-changing. And I didn't feel alone when I wrote anymore. And so I thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. So amen, guys. I will talk to you next time. And like the podcast, like the pages. That would really help me. If you could do a review on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, Overcast. There's so many that it's on. Um, wherever you listen to this or watch this, if you could do a review, if you like it. If you hate it, don't do me. Don't do a review, okay? I mean, seriously, why? Okay, um, you know, Instagram, uh, Facebook, Rumble, wherever you are, if you like it, if you like the podcast, um, video or audio, read it, please. And uh, talk to you later. Keep writing. Bye. Thanks for listening, everybody. This has been Right Into Your High Calling with Sherry McGriff. To support this podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe to the YouTube channel, to the podcast, and sign up for emails and lots of cool things at truthandfiction.substack.com. That's truthandfiction.substack.com. And if you're interested in being um, coached to writing your book or your book formatted, let me know, truthandfiction.substack.com. There's a contact form on there. And you can also comment on the articles and things I do. So have a wonderful day, everybody. God bless you. Until next time, keep writing.